Welcome to Dare, Share, Create the podcast. Conversations, concepts and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, voiceover artist, singer, speaker and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back, spark transformation and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So hello and welcome to another solo episode of Dare, Share, Create. What did you think of last week's episode with Marie Brock? I thought she shared some really powerful things we can all use in our own lives. From how Grand Vision starts with a single thought, how to be okay with uncertainty, which is something every single one of us is sitting with at the moment, and how she has dealt with being in the first lockdown. I've had some great feedback on that episode already, so thank you very much. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. Now, I was going to have talked about a few things like cancel culture and how we can hold two seemingly opposing views at the same time and why nothing really is black and white on this episode. But if 2020 has shown us anything, it is that plans rarely go to plan and we have to adapt. You know, I want to be really authentic in this podcast. So instead of that, I am going to talk about how to take care of yourself when shit hits the fan. And don't worry, I'm going to get back to the other ones probably in the next solo episode because I think that's important too. But, you know, 2020, it really is the gift that keeps on giving. It's been a lot for a lot of people and me too. And it's become so apparent that having a strong support network is vital, especially now that we are predominantly isolated at home. We're not able to travel as easily as we normally are. I mean, my part of Denmark is totally shut off from the rest of the country, let alone the rest of the world. So even though I wasn't planning on going home right now, it does feel unsettling. And not only are we dealing with some pretty scary stuff on a global scale, a lot of us are also dealing with scary things that are very personal to us. So whether you're dealing with being furloughed, being made redundant, having your industries shut down completely, illness, loss or heartbreak, having routines in place can help you handle it easier. And Marie spoke about this on the last episode too. But of course, if you are going through the shit right now, building new routines or habits might not be realistic, depending on what it is, of course. But you might be able to add in one little thing that helps with your vital self-care, supports you or nurtures you. So see if anything resonates with you. And the easiest way to build a new habit is by hooking it onto an already existing one. So if you're used to making your coffee in the morning, then spend those few minutes it takes for it to brew by adding in the new thing you want to do. So for years, I have been practicing miracle mornings or magical mornings, whatever you want to call them. And I also prescribe it for some of my clients. Now, lots of people have versions of these, but it comes down to starting your day in a really powerful way. Mel Robbins has some great videos on this, and I found her approach really inspiring when I was creating my own routine. So I've gone through various different versions myself over the years, but in essence, it consists of three parts, nurturing the mind, nurturing the body, and nurturing the soul or the heart. It can be one or ideally a combination of all three. So one of my favorite things to do in the morning is combining nurturing the mind by listening to an informative, inspiring or thought-provoking podcast, 
with nurturing my body by going for a brisk early morning walk and breathing in the fresh air, standing on the ground in bare feet. I'm a big believer of the restorative powers of grounding and maybe doing some Tai Chi or yoga stretches while I am taking in nature. And then nurturing my soul or my heart by seeing the cute dogs in the park and saying good morning to the other early risers and maybe having a little chat. So that's how I ideally like to start my morning. And that's great for when you have the time. But of course, spending a whole hour in the morning might not be possible. But you don't have to spend ages. You can build a routine that takes just five minutes. So here are some ideas and other things I like to do. And, you know, see which ones float your boat. And maybe they just might be a little inspiration for you to remember some of the things that give you joy that you like to do. So podcasts are a great, easily digestible way of mind feeding, which you can do whilst you're exercising or on your commute, if you are indeed still commuting. Uh, You can read a chapter in a non-fiction book. That's a great way to put some powerful new ideas into your mind first thing. You can maybe write a chapter in your own book. Journaling is super powerful. I journal both in the morning and in the evenings and sometimes in the middle of the day too, but kind of with different aims. In the morning, I like to pre-frame the day. So I write down my goals and how I would like for the day to unfold. If I'm worried about something that's coming up, I can get it out of my head and onto the paper, which makes it much more manageable. If you're new to journaling and like self-awareness and self-improvement, which I'm kind of guessing because you are listening to this podcast, check out The Future Diary by The Holistic Psychologist. She's on Instagram at The Holistic Psychologist. It's a really great framework to start with and it's totally free. So when it comes to the body, I mean, movement and exercise makes us feel good. And if our bodies feel good, it is easier for us to feel good too. If you're new to exercise and finding it a bit daunting, simply start with a few stretches in the morning or a quick walk around the block. But see if you just can't, you know, get your body moving and get some energy into those cells. And also, wake it wakes you up after sleeping, obviously. Um, how about starting the day with a dance party in your bedroom? You know, I love to do this. Put on your favorite music and dance like no one is watching. And if someone is watching, make them join in too. Um, And if you don't like dancing, it's not so much about that. It's just about getting infused with the energy. And music is such a powerful way to change our state and uplift the mood. And it really nurtures the soul. And I'm not just saying that as a performer, singer and musician. I think it is scientifically proving that music is good for us. Breathing exercises. I mean, I think I keep... Mentioning breathing exercises, Um, I am going to do a whole episode on breathing and breathing exercises because it is such a vast and really important topic and we can do so much good for our health if we breathe in the right way. Most of us shallow breathe, which can be caused by our stress levels, but can actually exacerbate them too. Just taking three to five deep, slow breaths in through your nose will decrease your stress hormones and help switch from the fight, flight or freeze state to a state of rest and digest where you can make much better long-term decisions from. Now getting into a state of flow 
is something that is important. This works better for me later in the day, but it might work in the morning for you. So a state of flow is doing something that requires your concentration, but isn't so difficult that it becomes frustrating and is meant to bring you some joy. So painting, knitting, gardening, doing the crossword, cooking, listening to music, playing music, either an instrument or singing, doing a puzzle, reading and writing are all ways we can get into a state of flow. Aiming to get into flow for at least five minutes a day can be a powerful way to add to your overall well-being. So try it out. A just as powerful thing, if not even more so, is to add in an evening routine. I've recently been doing this because I realized that if I'm not operating at my best, I can't be the best I can be for those around me. And being stuck at home because of lockdown, I was definitely consuming way too much social media, streaming way too much TV in the evenings, and scrolling on my phone in bed. I know, but I still kept on doing it. It was just too much stimuli before bedtime, and it was affecting my sleep, which isn't great anyways, but especially not in times of worry or stress. So this past week, I have also added in a no screens after 9pm. I've not been successful every night because, as I said earlier, plans don't always go to plan, but my sleep has definitely improved. But what do you do instead? Well, I have been creating more, and that feels so good. To create instead of consume. I've been making some Christmas decorations. I've had this intricate Christmas decoration that I'm cutting out in cardboard and it's been lying in my Christmas box for at least three years. Now I got one finished and the other one is on its way, ready to be put up in the window when I really start decorating. I've got a couple of decorations up already because I really feel like if there's any year to start getting into the Christmas mood early, it must be this year. Um, I've also dug out one of my thousand-piece puzzles, which is pretty addictive in itself. I've been making little Christmas stars. I've been having baths. I mean, I've always been having salt baths because um, I love them. But I was like, oh, I'm just going to have a bath this evening and then go straight to bed. I also quite like going for walks in the evening too. And although I've said no screens, I have had walking phone conversations, which I think is okay because... Connecting with friends and family is nurturing for the soul and more important now than ever. The other thing I've been doing is prepping for the day ahead, so I'm setting myself up for success. I have tidied my home so that there's no distractions when I wake up. See, I like a clean, tidy house, but I am quite messy, so it is a case of, you know, I have to tidy up all the time. But tidying up in the evening is great. Uh, I've been planning my day so that the decisions are already made when I get up for what I need to do. So I can just crack on with things without spending precious decision-making energy because that's already been done for me. And then I have been journaling, meditating or praying before bed. The journaling I do in the evening is much more about processing the day, resolving any worries, fears or issues that might have come up for me that day and getting it out of my head and putting it to bed, literally. And, you know, a few minutes of meditation and or breathing is also a great way to wind down and get ready for sleep. And prayer is powerful, I think. You know, 
praying for the world, praying for our friends and family. And um, again, I don't feel it's a particularly religious thing, but it gives me a deep, deep sense of calm and connectedness. And then finally, I have gone to bed with a good, non-dramatic book I've read before that isn't so exciting that I have to stay awake to find out what is going to happen. So now if you are feeling a bit overwhelmed with all of this, because it's a lot, let me reassure you, I don't do everything every day, of course. Um, Then the whole day could be spent doing your morning and evening routine. And sometimes that's quite nice to do as well. But I tune in and I pick the thing or things that are resonating with me on that particular day. Another thing is... How can you make it as easy for yourself as possible? Now, I recognize that when I'm up against it, I don't always make the best choices for myself in regards to food. Or really in regards to anything, but particularly food. We all emotionally eat, and when you are dealing with a lot, making the best decisions regarding what to eat can be almost impossible. And then, you know, we end up reaching for food that are convenient and comforting, but rarely the most nutritional and healthy, which is super important. That's why I'm such a fan of batch cooking. So I know that I always have a healthy option in the freezer that I can just take out on those days when you're just exhausted and drained. My nutritional coach, Serena, who I interviewed on episode six, if you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. Uh, She also recently arranged for me to have organic recipe boxes delivered. So you get the exact ingredients, you just follow the recipe and you don't need to use any real brain power. See, most of the time we're mentally exhausted, not really physically exhausted. I can chop an onion, but I can't necessarily decide what the onion should be used for. You know, that's also why if someone close to you is going through a tough time, cook them some food that they can put in the freezer for the days when cooking feels like an impossibility. And they will feel all your love infused in the meal. And even though you can't take their pain away or really do anything, that is making the burden a little bit easier to carry and making them feel like they're not alone. And let's be honest, having help with those practical things that needs to happen regardless of everything else that is going on is a godsend and if you can't cook hey get something delivered a couple years ago my friend was going through a tough time so i got some of her favorite ice cream delivered through uber eats yeah it didn't fix anything but it did make her feel a little bit better and then lastly i just want to say life is precious and fragile so if you have someone you've been meaning to call If you have apologies you've been meaning to make. If you've been meaning to tell someone you love them. And if you have dreams you've been meaning to chase. Don't hesitate. Do it today. Yeah. So next week I've got another amazing guest for you. Dr. Jonathan is a global diversity and inclusion expert who works with companies to foster an environment where everyone can thrive where there's space for everyone to grow and the opportunities to go after their dreams, share their gifts and create the life that they want. You definitely don't want to miss that one. So that was it for this episode. I hope you got loads of value from it. 
If you did, please share it with someone who you think might benefit from listening to it. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps us reach more people like you who are also wanting to live their best, most inspired and fulfilled life. So till next time, keep daring, keep sharing and keep creating.